Hi, I'm Joel Ingram. I'm Luke Davis. And I'm Jeremiah Ginn. And this is The The Gays! The show where we talk about everything from politics to pop culture to... Perspiration. Ew. That's my life. That now is... that it's spring, I'm <laughs> is it technically spring? Today is the first day of spring. Oh, oh today when we're recording, Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Spring has sprung. March twentieth. Spring has sprung, as has my sweaty moments. Now my sweaty back. I mean, I sweat regardless of season. <laughs> like she sprung. That's just, just yeah. I'm I'm a moist. <laughs> Oh, ew. Don't like that word. <laughs> moist. I mean, moist. unless you're describing a cake, moist. then Ooh, yes. I do like I a moist want a cake. moist cake. Yes. I got yes. moist cakes. Ew. Um, <clears throat> same. Took a walk today and I was shocked at how much I was sweating. I was like, it is only 58 degrees. You got all oh. your aspirations? <laughs> See, okay. I woke up in a cold sweat. I got my shot Friday, my second dose. So, like, my body was reacting. You take to shots it. every day. But the rest of the day, I was just kind of like. I just kind of had chills and achy, so I wore oh. I wore a sweater. But. Are you, you a Moderna, Moderna queen, right? a Pfizer queen? I was a Pfizer. <gasps> I wanted the I Dolly want. one, but I'm I'm very very thankful for this vaccine. Yeah, I have yes. Pfizer too. So I'm a Pfizer queen as well. Yeah, but I haven't. I have my second shots coming up in a few weeks. Me too. I'm hoping I'll Prepare. be okay. My my parents both got theirs, and they both said they felt fine after. I mean, I felt fine. Um, just achy. My, you just my... said you ached and you woke up in a cold sweat. Well, I woke up in a cold oh, sweat. That's fine. That's fine. My, that's my fine. head fell that's off. Fine. I, well, I was fine. <laughs> I woke up in a cold sweat and went back to bed. That is surgically And then I woke up fine. Okay. I just am... My joints are achy, you know. Like Luke's a, a zombie, actually. Like a yeah. like a bad like a bad rainy day, you know. And you're like, oh, my stiff knee, but it was like my elbows too. What'd you call me? Mind you, Luke's stiff. not even thirty, and he's like, oh, this rain, ugh, my knees. <laughs> I was a dancer. Oh my my body can't take it anymore. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, well, also, also Jeremiah's back. Luke is back. You he can't was, get rid of me. I'm like, yesterday. I'm back. Uh, we're all enjoying our uh, blessed gin, which is the cocktail mm. of the week. Yes. Uh, Jeremiah loved it so much he actually not kicked a joke it kicked it off the table. <laughs> uh, we're I going. To, it's been zero weeks since we've had an accident. Zero here at the weeks pod. since we've had a, a, a drink knocked over by yours truly. Guess what? And it wasn't me this time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The only good news was I didn't break a glass this time, and I already owe them a set of wine glasses now. So I you just... should have broken this one and not the last one because this one's pretty cheap. It was like three dollars. <laughs> oh, great, awesome. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, sorry, the cocktail, the blessed gin that we're all getting to enjoy, except for Jeremiah. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's got some red wine, blood of Christ in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's we're going to talk crackers. about the Catholic Church's stance on gay marriage later, so it felt apropos. Very. Uh, this mm. drink is actually really good with crackers as well. Yes. Uh, how's everyone enjoying it? It's like a cherry vanilla Coke. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't tell the Deb. Deb will be so all good. over that. The That's... two sips I had were fantastic. I'm glad you, uh, you <laughs> saved those. Before I literally kicked it I over. Would, I would start just giving like a... You know, like really just savor what's still in mm-hmm. your tongue. We should make a recipe book. We should. That's a good that idea. would be fun. Um, well, we we should also, we have them on our social media. Find us at the Gates Pod. You'll see all the cocktails and all the other hilarity. Mm-hmm. Um, but how was everyone's week? How's everyone other than, you know, Luke's unfortunate head falling off? God. This week can just, I'm ready. I'm ready. Perfect. I don't want to talk about my <laughs> either. Um, I mean, same. Have you watching anything good? Anything I'm still going through the Marvel Universe. So I just <gasps> Where are you finished. Now? Captain America Winter Soldier. It was so good. It was so good. It's been one of my favorites so far. Chris Evans is... I mean... Uh, yeah, that he can... Oh, wow. Wow. I wow. think the Captain Americas were my favorite of all of the different, like... 
I think I just properties like, within it. Yeah, because he's not out there like shooting guns all the time. Like he's got his awesome shield that does he's just stuff. Throwing he's a just shield like, at people. Yeah, he's just like a good, honorable dude. I like him. He's mm-hmm. good, and I like the whole like espionage twist. You know about like yeah. Is is Fury bad? Is he good? Is Shield good? Is it bad? She no spoilers. Complicated. It, yeah, it was very complicated, very complex. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I did watch uh Zack Snyder's Justice League, the like four hour the four hour cut. It was actually we never see Luke. We haven't seen we only see Luke more <laughs> doing the podcast. He's just watching four hour movies at home. True. I did that Friday. Wait, so did was yesterday? Thursday. Okay. So did Justice Thursday. League already come out and now they've released so a four hour it version came of it? Out, it came yes. out in 2018. I was like, and it was super condensed because Zack Snyder, like he like he was part of it, but then he left because his daughter died. Hmm. And then like so he like removed himself from the project. And then they continued the project, but they like brightened it and they like They brought Joss Whedon in, who did yeah. like a shit ton of reshoots, brought a new villain, essentially made it a different movie with it was some existing shorter footage. and you didn't oh. really get any of the backstory of any of the Justice League characters, so they just like automatically just kinda came together and it was like, Wait, how'd we oh. get here? So this was like broken up into eight parts and it like really went into depth of like where they were, what they were doing, and then meeting up with Batman and Wonder Woman and being like Okay, Join so us, come together. Essentially, like, Justice League was a massive this. flop. God. Yeah. So they brought in the original um, guy to like make his own version of the movie. Yeah. To, well, to make the version he had, he had set planned. out to make. Yeah. So my question and is apparently now, it's still bad. as someone, <laughs> no, with, I enjoyed it. Yeah. As but... someone with an aversion to these superhero films that I have had in the past, I don't know that I've seen any other previous like Batman's. I did see like Wonder Woman. So should I have seen those before I watched Justice League, or will I get enough information in four hours to understand what's going on? No, you don't. Um, because this movie like came out before a lot of like it came like the Flash hasn't even had his film yet. Um, uh, ro- the robot guy, I can't think of his name. Oh my god, <laughs> the like and the like droid person. So I should really be taking advice. It's from- fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was also character's name. It was also before. He's like that man. He's super. Oh he's god, like half robot. He's half robot. A, half human water guy. She wonders a lot. <laughs> and Aquaman's movie hadn't even come out yet. Oh, so okay. like, okay, okay, okay. You're fine. Great. You don't need to well, watch theirs maybe, yet. Maybe like when I'm done it. with this Marvel universe, I will dive into the four hours of the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the new documentary on Netflix, uh, The Last Blockbuster. Oh. It was so oh. good. It was oh, fascinating. Oh, about like blockbuster stores. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's what it called it, the last blockbuster. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I was just making the connection. It was, a, it was really, really, Wait, I really enjoyed it. Is that the one, though, that's like up in uh, Washington State? And it's, it's yeah, um, it's, I think it's And in you Oregon. can like rent it out. No, it's in Bend. Yeah, Oregon, I think. It's something like that. But you can like rent it out because it's like a living room, right? No. Oh. No, this is an actual, honest to God, blockbuster store. Oh, oh, because like, no kitschiness. But they wasn't did, like, there a blockbuster something about experience. that? Oh, I've seen that was an like experience. That. But this is—it's—it's just—it's the woman's been working there, like the basically the main character of the show, I guess. She's been the manager of it for I think seventeen years. But how did okay. it not close down when all the others did? The store. So okay, I'm not gonna you go watch it. It's really <laughs> go watch it. Yeah, but it essentially there was blockbuster like corporate stores and mm-hmm. there was blockbuster franchises um, because when blockbuster expanded essentially would go to these these mom and pop video stores and be like hey either you're going to become a blockbuster or we're going to open one across the street and you're never going to survive it so a lot of them became Ew, rude yeah and so the ones that had survived when blockbuster corporate collapsed were like these franchises were these franchises and they got to keep running it 
Um, and so this is this. There were four in 2017, three in Alaska, and and this one. That's insane. In Oregon, and then this is the last one. Interesting. Uh, but it was really, it was heartwarming. It was nostalgic. Okay. Uh, I really, I really recommend it. It was very good. Well, did you know that you can actually still rent DVDs on Netflix? Yeah. I did uh, not know that until I, know. I was like looking at my plan. It was like add DVDs, and I was like, they still do that? How much more is it? I'm curious. <laughs> I think it's like five dollars more. Five dollars like that. But yeah. I was like, that's crazy. At this point, it's like a dollar. Yeah. It's like throw in a dollar, we'll send you some DVDs. Because like, hey, you're gonna have to wait a couple of days for it to be shipped. Yeah. And then like, is there like I DVDs was, that you can get that you can't stream? I, that's yeah, what, because I streaming guess. rights are different. I think than DVD. there's no oh, distribution okay. rights in terms of rentals. So I guess so they might have some it, stuff you could rent that you if can. you really really want to rent a movie, but you can just rent it on iTunes for less. Um, speaking of I documentaries them, recently <laughs> that I watched, going back to my heritage, Murder Among the Mormons. I'm watching it right now. I that's on my list. So don't spoil anything. Don't spoil anything. I won't spoil it, but it is like. It's just a really interesting... But it was you, wasn't it? It was <laughs> You me. did it. I murdered the Mormons. He was um, hiding the secrets. All the, all the Mormons. He um, killed Mormons, and then he came over here and kicked drinks over. <laughs> and kicked drinks He's over. He's a rebel. A rebel. No, it's a really fascinating look into like a very specific piece of Mormon history. Mm-hmm. And Girl, it's, I love it. It was it's just what I've seen so far. I think I'm like 45 minutes into it now. Yeah. Because it was like, all about like wild. protecting... like. The church secrets. It's about or church history. It's about documents, forgeries. It's really interesting. Hmm. Really, really interesting. So I highly recommend. It's only three episodes. Super easy to get through. I went through it in one evening. Like an hour long. Yeah, hour long episodes. Okay. I think so. Murder among the Mormons. But watch the last blockbuster first because odds are good you've been in a blockbuster more Before than you've, you've been, been in the like, vault of the Mormon temples. <laughs> <laughs> And no one that I know I've got murdered in the last uh, blockbuster bonus episode. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, I'm sure blockbuster has its secrets. Sure. Oh, yeah. surely. Uh, well, should we get into the uh, events of last week? Let's dive in. Uh, let's, let's dive do in, it. boys. Uh, well, unfortunately, with this week, we are going to start with something that was um, tragic, heartbreaking, disgusting. Um, obviously, we're talking about the the shootings that occurred in Georgia. Uh, Jeremiah, you're going to give us the specifics, is that right? Yeah. So this week, 21-year-old white male Robert Aaron Long shot and killed six women and two men at various massage parlors and salons in Georgia. Um, The women were all of Asian descent. Long claimed that he had a sex addiction and that this was the motive for the crime and that these massage parlors were, quote, a temptation that he wanted to eliminate. Um, some say that race was not the motivation yet long clearly targeted Asian American businesses in this shooting. And this is all against a backdrop, um, over the last year of dealing with the previous president and coronavirus, where we've seen a rise in hate crimes against Asian Americans. So I guess the question is, do we, do we think that this does qualify as a hate crime? Yay, nay. I personally do, but. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it was a hate and crime. And why? Oh, I, yeah, I think it's 100% an, an hate crime. Like, it, it doesn't seem... Like, if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. It's yeah. Like, I, yeah. I can't imagine going and killing any one group of people, especially a minority group of people, and it not having something to do with the race. Like, to, to pretend that this isn't racially motivated is, I think, in a way, a racist act. Mm-hmm. Like, you can... And I kind of had a conversation the other day where it was like... Oh, is he a white supremacist? I don't think you have to be a white supremacist to be racist and to do racist things. Right. You don't have to throw a white hood on in the morning. Yeah. In order for you to do racist things and have actions that hurt 
people of a certain race. Yeah. So we can talk all day if he's a white supremacist. I don't know. I haven't I haven't dove into his past. I don't think that's even but he the point. Absolutely yeah. committed a hate crime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it also it falls into that that stigma of massage parlors. Yeah, and the and sexualization Asian, and yeah, the sexualization of Asian women specifically. That, that yeah, it's it's. You can't. It's, separate it's in that those bubble. You can't separate yeah. it. It's. Well, no, it's, and it's it's. I get what you're trying to say. It's super hard to like discuss that because it is like people are saying, well, it's a sex crime. Well, there is inherently this kind of sexist and racist stigma, like you said, yeah. about Asian women and their that, like, sexuality idea yeah. behind it. But it it had first of all, it has nothing to do with his sexual like addiction, like that. It. No, I think that can be I'm a sorry. factor, like, but it, that doesn't exclude right the, the fact issue. that it exclude. Oh. Well, that yeah. yeah, that it was like targeted towards a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, whether he's a whether he's a sex addict or not, it, it doesn't really matter. Like, whether you're an alcoholic or not, right? If you get behind the wheel and mow down some people, they're not gonna be like, "Well, well, he was he's an, an alcoholic." alcoholic. It, that's not how that works. Yeah. So, why should any other addiction to play into things? Right. I I don't I don't understand what the, what's going on. Well, and that's the other thing. It's like. Because I, I don't know all the details of, like, what he used weapon-wise. It was a gun. That he, he got bought, a gun but that was same it, day. But, like, what kind of gun? Like it a, was a 9 millimeter. Okay. So it's like, but how many, like, how many people was he planning on taking? Do, like, well, there was a, the whole other, uh, yeah. a whole other parlor in that he didn't get to because he was caught before that. He was heading to Florida to kill more yeah, people. Yeah, he was heading to Florida <sighs> to kill more people that, uh, at a place that was involved in the porn industry. They weren't very specific. So it it's just... It's just so sad. It's disturbing. It's so disturbing. It's really, really sad. And we're, we're seeing all of these uptick in crimes. You know, we've seen the past president calling the coronavirus the Kung flu or the China virus. And we've seen an uptick in violence against Asian Americans. Yeah. Um, so I think it's hard to separate that from the fact that from this crime, I think that it is a hate crime and it also is a sexual crime. And you know, I think it's all these things. Things can be both. Yeah. I think it can be both, but I don't think we can exclude the fact that there was race involved in the motivation. Oh, here. for, yeah. Well, and should we also talk about the, the, the police cop, officers? The, police oh officer? gosh, the captain. Yeah. I just can't. So, um, the Cherokee County Sheriff's captain, Jay Barker said he was fed up. And at the end of his rope, he had a bad day and this is what he did. Which is just, it's like, I have, I've been having a bad day for a year and I'm sorry, but I have not oh, we killed have anybody. Bad days. Yeah. Like literally we've been have, talking about this all week, but like, I've had a bad day today. I'm not killing someone. Um, and what makes this even worse is that um, Captain Bar- Baker promoted last year the sales of an anti-Asian t-shirt. The shirts echoed the rhetoric of Donald Trump referring to the coronavirus as an, quote, imported virus from China. C-H-Y-N-A, just like how Trump says it in his Ugh. weird way. And he said, place your order while they last. So it's like coming from this guy and then that statement, it's just so infuriating. And it goes deeper into the systemic racial problems that are in our police force and in, you know, our government and Society. all of that. It just it yeah, exposes it even more. Yeah. How is this person in charge of protecting a community when they're so obviously bigoted towards part of that community or at least biased or racially ignorant you know it's like oh also whoever was like oh this guy should speak to the public 
Well, they've taken him off now as like the oh, spokesperson. Wow, way to like I know. make the bar on the ground. <laughs> just hit oh, that bar like, real low. Let's just I dig just... a hole and put the bar in it so we can get over <sighs> it. It's like it. It's just so sad. It's really, really sad. And and what's even worse is that there is a long history of hate and violence against Asian American Pacific Islander people in our country that oh, has sure. just get, has been it swept, just under, swept the under the rug. Yeah. And I mean, and this goes back to the 1870s with the Chinese Exclusion Act. It goes back to World War II the with the Japanese internment camps. on yeah. U.S. soil. Yeah. yeah. So it just, it's, it's really terrible. Just sad, sad news. I mean, this is also... It's not even just minority groups. It's it's an attack of against women. Yeah. Um. You know this man, whatever his name is. You know, putting the know blame that. on a woman for tempting him. You're being the temptress, and you're 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 taking away my sanctity. Yeah. It's like just that misogynistic trope that we that's been ugh. you know drug out year after year after year that like. Oh, you know, of someone getting raped, for example, and it's like, well, what were you wearing? Yeah. Like it's uh, just it's so awful. And I I hate to even like put more emphasis on this guy. I said his name at the beginning, I'm not even gonna say it again. I would rather give attention and say the names of our of the victims um from this crime. So I'm I would love to do that and I apologize in advance if I pronounce these wrong, but um we we keep the families of these victims in our hearts and say their names um soon chung park who was 74 hyun jung grant who was 51 sun cha kim who was 69 young a yu who was 63 delina ashley yaun who was 33 paul andre michaels who was 54 xiaoji tan or tan who was 49 and diajiao fang who was 44 um I hope that as we continue to break down racial barriers in this country and that we as we have a president and a vice president who condemned this act and condemned violence against Asian Americans in public and on TV that as we you know bring more light to this that we can all kind of come together and and racial injustices and racial hate it's just it's it's just another really tragic event that I hate to see happening during all this. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's try to liven this up a little bit. Um, something exciting and glitzy. Uh, the 2021 Oscar nominations have arrived and what like, so often we like to remind ourselves is an unprecedented year with the pandemic shuttering movie theaters across the country. Streaming services for the first time took on a major part of how these films were seen. But one thing that has stayed consistent from year to year, including this one, there were plenty of snubs and surprises. Uh, so, guys, what did you think of the nominations? What stood out to y'all? I was actually pretty happy with most of them. I'm yeah? not going to lie. Yeah. I think it was really cool that, like, in a year where we didn't have, like, big blockbuster films, like, yeah. a lot of really kind of small, quiet films got, got some in. love. Yeah. Like, I some loved um, The Sound of Metal, and I'm glad that it got a Best Picture nom. I just want to, I, 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 I'm just curious. What? Was the last major blockbuster that you saw got nominated for a Oscar? What do you mean? Like, did you think like Captain America was getting nominated? No, no, no. For- I, what I, no, no, no. I just mean I like, feel like most Oscar. I just mean like films. big budget films that are like going to like all the major movie theaters and like with those clothes, like a lot of great 
smaller maybe lower budget more independent films were getting seen like like i was saying like i love sound of metal i don't know that that would have gotten a nomination in a normal year because it would have been overshadowed yeah to be honest be honest i hadn't seen any (laughs) i haven't seen any of them really yeah I, i was surprised how few i've seen um i i every year i try to um keep a running list and watch all the best pictures and uh best acting nominations uh, and I'm, I got a lot of work to do this. Year. I've seen three of the best pictures so far. I've only seen one. I saw, uh, the trial of the Chicago seven and it's fucking fantastic. It's really, really great. I just watched Judas and the black Messiah before they took it off HBO. It was really, really good. I love sound of metal. That's on prime. I believe mm-hmm. I saw three of the best animated features and nomad land was also just like a lovely meditation on the American West. Well, uh, it also had a lot of firsts. This mm-hmm. go round. That is true. Um, there was the first time two women were nominated for best director. Yes. Uh, Chloe. I'm, I'm Chloe sorry. Zhao. Okay, that's what. Chloe Zhao uh, for Nomadland and Emerald Fennell for a promising young woman. Fennell. Fennell. I, I, I think, think it's, it's Fennell. I don't think it's Fennell. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Fennell. Um, and that's the it's the first time, like I said, two women have been nominated. Only one woman has ever won back in 2009. Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. Oh. And to date, before this year, there were only. Five women total to ever be nominated. You're kidding? No. Wow. So it's 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 progress, but I mean, for fuck's sake. And given what's happened in this last week, the fact that one of them is an Asian woman too. Which that's is yeah, that's huge. And she won the Golden Globe. Yeah, she oh, did. Well and deserved. Two men, uh, Riz Ahmed, uh, Pakistanian uh, heritage, and Stephen Yun, who's a- of Asian descent, are up for Best Actor grabs. Yeah, well, so, Riz Ahmed like, is the first pretty... person. Of Pakistani descent to ever be nominated for any acting category. Oh, and he's so yeah. good. And, uh, and yeah, Steve Young is the first uh, Asian American to mm. ever be nominated for Best Actor. Too. That's cool. That's it's actually good. the most diverse group of acting nominees in Oscar history. That's great. Wow. It's the Finally. first time two <laughs> black women have been nominated for Best Actress since 1973. Oh, right. Viola Davis and Andre Day. Yeah. yeah. Wow, since nineteen seventy. So almost 50 years. I think that Best Supporting Actress category, again, is so stacked. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you have. Maria Bakalova, you've got Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Amanda Seyfried, and I'm going to say it wrong. I apologize. Yaon Yu Zhang from Minari. Like, just an incredible category of actresses. Absolutely. Um, I really, really, really want to see Viola Davis take Best Actress. I love everything she does. I really, really want her to win it. I really... And if they do, sorry, yeah. if she does win it, uh, or if, if Andre Day wins it, uh, the, the only the second... Uh, black actress to ever win Best Actress because the other was Halle Berry, Halle Berry. Yeah. early two thousand. I remember it's, that. It's but one actress ever. That. It's insane. insane for there's There could be so many firsts. No, for Monsters Ball. Oh, she won I a thinking? Razzie for Catwoman. <laughs> oh. Razzie. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> for Catwoman. Yes, Halle Berry, the Oscar-winning performance of Catwoman. Meow. <laughs> I also will be uh, very Christ. probably sad to see Glenn Close lose her Oscar. Yeah, I don't want her to win for this movie. Apparently, I haven't watched it. Oh, oh, I watched it. I watched horrible. it. It was interesting. Yeah. She was Mima realness though. Like, oh. like I want her to win just because she's Glenn Close, but I don't think she will. But I don't want her to win for this. I want her to win no. next year or whenever for when, for Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. Yes. That's it, right there. Yeah. I when I tell you, I saw that. I saw the revival that they did of that. I cried just when she was like coming out on stage i was like this is amazing just giving one of those performances that like legendary really is legendary it's like you were witnessing something really special and magical 
Glenn Close in Sunset Boulevard was my first Broadway show. <gasps> really? Wow. Oh, you saw you the were OGs. in Sunset Boulevard with Glenn Close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to brag. <laughs> Broadway no, debut. I was, I was uh, two rows from the very, very top of that theater. Work. <laughs> nice. It was amazing. She was amazing. Yeah, I mean, so Oscars are going to be Sunday, April 25th. If you guys want to watch uh, the nominations, a lot of them are streaming. You have have till then. So uh, I know I'll be binging. A lot of them are on HBO, though, right? Oh, they're all over. There's a, there's a few on Netflix. There's some on Prime. There's some on Hulu. Uh, some on like, Hulu. Nomadland's on Hulu. Yeah, just okay. gotta look around. And there's some that are still coming out. Like, I think The Father comes out later in March. I hate that when, like, the movie hasn't even come out yet, and they're like, Oscar Nom. I'm like, who's seen it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well they have. The her. Academy, I'm sure, gets screeners. I know, also... but I just hate that, though, because everyone else is like, we haven't no one no one knows I don't I'm know. excited to see the father only because I just listened to you know my normal thing of plugging other podcasts the awards <laughs> chatter podcast Jeremiah loves a plug <laughs> loves a plug um the Ooh. awards chatter podcast is fantastic that's not the right sound <laughs> <laughs> but Anthony um Anthony Hopkins was just on um that and his interview was really really great so I'm excited to see the father now and Olivia Coleman's in it like come on Boom. queen love her Lots to watch. Lots to watch. I gotta watch that between that and the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Lot to balance. You can you can wait on the Marvel Universe. I can wait on the Marvel Universe. So now it's time for every gay man's favorite part of the evening. Let's do some poppers. Just open up, you know. Yay! Mm. I did a double snort this time. Double nostril. Fucking bottles. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, God, God love you. God love you. <laughs> My mom is listening. Hi. Hi I've got to tell um, you something about your son. <laughs> <laughs> Bathroom stalls don't lie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, let's get going. Uh, I can't because I'm starting? happy. So I'm supposed to start. <laughs> My mom's listening. <laughs> well, my mom's listening too. Oh, we were talking about it today, and she was like, "Are you guys gonna do um, more taste tests on the pod?" That was great. Oh god. Okay. We would, mom, but your son keeps slapping them to the ground, <laughs> keep knocking things over. Okay, first popper. Um, okay, with a total of twenty-eight wins now in her career total. Beyonce broke the record for the most Grammys of any woman or any singer at this year's awards. Her 28th win was for Best R&B Performance at Black Parade. Um, Beyonce broke the record uh, for most Grammys won by female artists, tied, and she's tied with legendary record producer Quincy Jones for the most wins of any performer. And funny enough, fun fact, Alison Krauss held the record of like the female artist the most Grammy wins up till now. That is what? fun. Also, <laughs> like, don't no, no. I'm sorry. Wow. Don't come for Alison Krauss. No, no but I just meant like not the kind of podcast we're producing. Here. I just didn't know that. So like, I'm like, wait, what? She it's not Grammy with baby. Now that I found you, I won't let you go. <laughs> like literally, you would not. You wouldn't think, but like, yeah, 27, 27 Grammy wins for Alison Krauss. Mm. Um, also making history at this Grammys was T Swift. Taylor Swift um, became the first female artist ever to win Album of the Year three times. Damn. Yeah, it. the star was rewarded for her lockdown album, Folklore, after previously winning with Fearless in 2010 and her pop opus, 1989, in 2016. 
I don't want to so like, like air out Megan's bullshit, but Megan, who did you think Allison Cross was when we talked about this the oh, other day? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Diana Krall. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, all that jazz. People love jazz. And, and I was we're like, like, I don't no, know about that. She, no, 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 she no. won a lot of awards. She did for win a, a lot very of awards. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> and you were my, like, my dad. Like, Loves right. <laughs> Diana Krall. Loves oh, her. absolutely. I I wasn't saying like Diana Krall didn't win any Grammys. I was just saying Alison Krauss was for sure not singing jazz. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, and back to T Swift though. Interestingly, only three other artists have ever won Album of the Year three times, and they are Frank Sinatra, Paul Simon, and Stevie Wonder. So wow. now we can add wow. Taylor Swift to that illustrious yeah, girl. group. That's amazing. Good for her. Like, yeah. wait, and how many Grammys does does Beyonce have now total? 28. 28. Oh my God, that means Katy Perry only has to win 29 Grammys to catch up. <laughs> Wait, has she never won? She's one? never won a Grammy. No. <laughs> there was a meme this week oh, of like Dua Lipa when like someone leaked uh, her album, the most recent album. And it was oh. like her crying on yes. the FaceTime, and then it cut to like Katy Perry, Katy Perry leaking her, her own music. <laughs> And it's like her with a boombox. <laughs> Hateful. Hateful. We'll put it on the pod. We'll put it on social media. Baby, oh. do you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, what's your popper? Um, yes. Poppers so are getting wild this week. They are getting wild. Um, so Deb <laughs> Holland makes history as the first Native American um, woman, mind you, in the cabinet segment. Uh, as a cabinet secretary, um, she is the interior secretary. And at her inauguration, That's huge. she foregoed her, the pantsuit and she wore a traditional indigenous For- dress. She foregoed? <laughs> For when? Oh, well. She forewent For the Foreskin, I think is how you pronounce it. <laughs> she forewent the, the traditional pantsuit and went with indigenous dress. Oh, I'm keeping that in. Um, Love that. But she, uh, so she wore a ribbon skirt as a reminder of matriarchal power and wearing it in this day and age is an act of self-empowerment and reclamation of who we are. And that gives us the opportunity to proudly make bold statements in front of others who sometimes refuse to see us. It allows us to be our authentic selves unapologetically. Love And then that. also, cause she also wore traditional moccasins with her hair down and her daughter did a video and... Um, it circulated and it was ribbon skirt, moccasins, hair down, Deb Holland inviting all the ancestors to her swearing in ceremony. Love. So good for her. That's really incredible. Work. That's amazing. Yeah. Joel. Me. What's your popper? Oh, my popper. <laughs> <laughs> so last Wednesday, a Japanese court ruled that the government's ban on gay marriage is unconstitutional. Woo-hoo! Uh, it's a landmark decision that many hope will lead to marriage equality in Japan. Uh, according to Article 24 of Japan's Constitution, uh, marriage was defined based on the mutual consent of both sexes, which is currently being interpreted as straight folks. Uh, but the, pardon my pronunciation if it's wrong, the, Sapp- the Sapporo District Court found that banning same-sex marriages violates Article 14 of the Japanese Constitution, which prohibits discrimination due to race, creed, sex, social status, or family origin. Hmm. Uh, the court hmm. found that because sexual orientation is not a choice, I repeat, not, not, a, not choice. a choice. It is discriminatory not to bestow marital rights to same-sex couples. As of today, Japan is the only member of the G7 nations not to fully recognize same-sex partnerships. Interesting. Wow. Well, this is a great first step. It's a great first step. Yeah. People of Japan, we are, we are super excited for you, and we hope that you um, get the same rights that we are so blessed to have yeah. here soon. Yeah. Also, I love that it's Amendment 14th because Amendment 14 here is also like what goes to about 
all of the equality and like it's been used oh, in every yeah, 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 civil yeah. case against people. What's know? weird so is like I think that's great. But like what's weird here is that they had amendment 14 which you just right, said. Yeah, yeah. But then amendment 24 was like no, nah, fuck gays. <laughs> Marriage between two straight folks. Oh, wait, that's their amendment. Yeah, like, yeah, it, was, well. it, was, it would be as if, like, yeah. uh, in the 90s and early 2000s, Republicans actually got away with amending the Constitution, which they tried to do. Yep. Here in the States. Great. Which Poppers. That, it didn't pass. No. Oh, 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 one last popper. Surprise popper. Ah, surprise. Ah, you really don't want surprises in your poppers. But, uh, sorry. Um, did you guys see? <laughs> did you guys see uh, uh, Wendy Williams fart and burp at the same time? On no. Show? <laughs> Wait, yes, I did. But did you see the meme of it, though, where it was like, she just screenshot that? <laughs> oh, God. No, no. I have to try to find that because it was so good. Wendy Williams is oh. problematic, but God, it's some good TV. Wow. I Ameri- don't watch. I just recap. Just well, an American treasure. She was also like in the middle of a sentence too, and it was just like, oh, yeah. boop, boop. And she was like, I'm sorry. Look at the legs. She is the moment. She is an icon. Oh, gosh. The audience, though, it pans to the audience, and everyone's like, oh, oh my no. God. People in her show hate her. They cut to the fucking audience instead of a commercial. I'm like, if I ever fucking fart and burp at the same time, you cut to a commercial, not to the audience reaction. You're like, sorry, there were some technical difficulties. The sound was making weird noises, and we had to go to commercial. So... Oh god! Not a close up of the so girl good. in the third row being like, "Did she just fire a bird?" No, that's literally <laughs> that's poppers. <laughs> How you I doing? Japanese with an E. <laughs> <laughs> oh I can't spell it. I'm sorry. I'm not judging. I fucking I spelled your name wrong the other day. <laughs> Well, all the fun has to stop somewhere. So here we go. All right. Last Monday, the Catholic Church issued a decree stating that they will not bless same-sex unions as God, quote, cannot bless sin and draws the line at healthy, committed relationships. Uh, This all confusingly comes after a 2019 interview between the Pope and Mexican broadcaster Televisa where Pope Francis stated that he supports gay couples having legal protections in same-sex unions. He also said, quote, homosexual people have the right to be in a family. They are children of God. The Vatican initially tried to suppress portions of this interview. Uh, so I guess my question is, what the fuck? <laughs> my, uh, why is bigotry and homophobia so ingrained in the overall structure of the church? That's my question. Uh, also, what the fuck? It's a very interesting thing. And my, my reaction is Whoopi Goldberg in the, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just am, I'm dead at the functioning relationship thing. Look, yeah, I know that like the gays generally don't. Most yeah. gays. How don't dare have you expect us to have functioning relationships? relationships. <laughs> we said marriage, okay? Yeah. Not the same thing. Let's look for functioning relationships in straight in couples. Straight, okay? Yeah, there's oh, way yeah. different than marriage. Let's do that. Also, also, a lot of us would probably have functioning relationships if we were like not so repressed. Exactly. Well, and that's the problem too. Is you know, I had this conversation with my sister this week actually, and I was like, and a lot of like the subversive part of gay culture is because of oppression and suppression from organizations like the Catholic Church. Depression. (laughs) Organizations like the Catholic Church, like like big religions who and I mean, speaking of what happened this week with that guy in Atlanta, Baptist church, he was repressing all this sexual stuff, you know, like as I I, because I'm not Catholic, but I I did grow up in the Baptist church, and I can tell you Baptists are fucked up. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, you're not you know, no judgment, but you're not supposed to some dance. Some of those, some of those sermons, man. Because that's vertical sex. Oh, you no, know, no, anything? Oh, literally, yeah, literally. The, the the Baptist church is literally trying to do footloose. Um, <laughs> At our Mormon church dances, they'd always be like, "Can you fit the Book of Mormon between you two? Oh God, when you're dancing." Is and the I was Book like, of Mormon that thick though? It's not. So like, <laughs> so Mormons can get freaky. <laughs> So they, they would, would also well, leave so, space for Jesus. So, so you know, the the LDS Church also recognizes the Bible as scripture. Right. So, in a oh, lot, oh yeah, because it's like the the it's another, the, the Book of Mormon is another it's, it's testament. A, it's the completion of the trilogy. It's, it's Return of the Jedi. Sure, 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 sure. It's Godfather Part Three. Old Testament, New Testament. It's Scream it's Three. It's after the crucifixion. <laughs> Christ came over to America. Yeah, and this is a record of it's that. Christ the reboot. <laughs> exactly. So, but they would call it, um, they would often put public, like they would publish the, the Bible with the Book of Mormon, Mormon and other scripture, and they would call it the quad, and that was pretty thick. So it'd be like, can you fit your quad between you two? Oh, I can fit my quad. Oh. Uh, um, sorry. Sorry, we're getting off track from the Pope and the wait, Vatican. The, the quad, there was four? There's also a, a, a scripture he called the Doctrine and Covenants. Yeah. There's Scream 4 too, but no one ever watched that one. <laughs> um. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about the Vatican and the, the Vatican. Pope. I just think it's sad. It's it's this it's that same trope that we keep hearing: love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah, you know we can't bless. Gay Side note: marriage. our cocktail was almost called "Love the Jenner." Love hate the, the Jenner, hate the Jen. Yes, yeah. we didn't quite get there. Jen is often how what people say my last name, and it's not correct. Even like best I've friends, done I've done that. Literally one of my best friends, Kenneth Michael Murray. Shout out if you're listening to the pod. You probably are not because you're my best friend and you should be listening. But wow, great! Uh, Love to know that Jeremiah is really pushing this hard with his friendship. Uh, <laughs> but um, you come here, you knock over my glasses, you don't tell your friends to listen. To the he podcast. knows I'm here, and he knows that he should be listening to the spot. But uh, up until like a year and a half into being on tour with him, he was he still called me Jeremiah Jen. We are getting way off. But why did you ever correct I'm so him? Sorry. Well, I eventually did because he. Well, he Back never said to the it point. Me. <laughs> this you were saying. I was saying it's this trope of love the sin or hate the sin, and I get it. Like that's your doctrine, but it just it's it's getting tiring. Well, but here's the thing, because which I have a lot of things, so uh, should have looked at. <laughs> <laughs> I always have another thing. Um, Another thing. Another, Another thing. thing. Another thing. Club. Um. Next club. <laughs> Jeremiah just caught up to what the joke was. I knew what it was. I was adding to it. Because there's been a lot of, uh, isn't it German scholars who are like actually going back and like actually looking at the original text and translating it from that time period and not like New King James Version to actually like what, what, what do they mean by this? Well, yeah, I think... I, I don't know the answer to that question, I, but you brought it up. So sure, it's Germans. Um, it, but the thing we should remember, though, is it's the Bible is a translation of a translation. Translation, of a translation. It's the word of God that was passed down to man. Yes. And then man wrote it down. Well, and if you think about like so, even the history of the Bible, it came together 300 years after Christ was even on the earth. Yeah. yeah. By the night, I think it was the Nicene. Wait, did we just become a religious podcast? We did become a religious <laughs> we podcast. We over. I mean, we'll I know a lot Wednesday of, nights, guys. I know a lot of this religious history and like the Bible yeah, is the word of God. Damn. The LDS church always say as far as it is translated correctly. Um, and I kind but of yet, agree. they're still to, anti-gay but, as well. So it's like, uh, yeah. we, I guess the wiggle room's always things that they also hate. Because I don't see churches going after uh, people who eat shrimp and wear mixed, uh, clothing. mixed clothing. Like, 
where do you get to pick and choose? Yep. God doesn't bless polyester as well, I guess. <laughs> like that, or that ham sandwich you're eating. Truly, like where <laughs> does that come into play? Because it was always said to me growing up in fucking Middle America, Oklahoma, the words written in red, which is you know the words that That's came directly Christ. from Jesus. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Jesus being like, fuck he never the gays. He never you know? said anything And then we got Westboro him. Baptist up in Kansas, you know, trying to rewrite the words to uh, let it go. Oh, to, that was but what? If you haven't awful. heard it, go what look at it. What is that? I've never seen it, that. It's fun, ironically. Like, I don't get it. I, I will never get it. You can never make me understand it because it just seems so opposite of the mess they're trying to get. Yeah. Like, if you were writing mm-hmm. the Bible now, Someone would come in, like a script editor would be like, what is this? This is too, you're not giving the, the story you're trying to sell. Yeah. Like, you really got to clean these parts up. Because it, it's so flawed. And if we're going to believe that this, this text came from literally the, the perfect thing, the, the creator of all things, why is it so contradictory? Yeah. Like, and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not coming for the Bible. I'm just saying, like, there's clear inconsistencies but apparently those inconsistencies don't count when you're looking at a whole group of people and telling them that they are broken, they are wrong. But hey, come on by the church later. Thank you. We'd love to, we'd love to witness to you. Yeah, and it's a hard balance, too. I was listening to, there's this um, really cool kid who is a master student. Don't talk student about at, me like I'm not here. <laughs> a master student at BYU, Charlie Bird. He oh, used to be the, the Cougars mascot, and he was like, got Insta, or like, he went viral for being like dancing with the Cougarettes and like, you probably haven't heard of it, but he's like a big thing in Utah. Anyway, um, but he came out after he he came out not only being what the mascot. attacked by that statement? <laughs> you probably haven't heard of it. Jesus. But he came out uh, as being not only the mascot of BYU once he was finished his reign as, as the cougar, but then um, also as being gay. And he's still, as far as I know, like active in the LDS church, but he's become like a major act, like activist and voice for uh, LGBTQ Mormons. And they have a great, again, plugging more podcasts questions from the closet that he has and i was listening to a couple of how many of these podcasts you're plugging to kitty listen to (laughs) probably none um but my sister and i have been listening to a few episodes and just discussing them but like the one thing they were talking about in this one recent episode that we were listening to is how there is no place in mormon doctrine uh for lgbtq people in exaltation quote unquote and we can get more into what that means but but essentially it's like people don't realize how hard it is for people in the mormon faith or in any faith, the Catholic faith, the Baptist faith, being told that there is no place for them in heaven and what that can do to you. So it's like when you hear statements like this from the Catholic church, it's like it just is adding on burden after burden of years and years of being told that you are not correct. You are not whole. You are not worthy. You're broken. Yeah, you're broken. And I can boil it all down to you're broken. And when you're a child growing up in faith that is homosexual, you're told whether directly or indirectly, Hey, you, you're broken. Yeah. And I think it's just sad because I think that ultimately you're, we're not broken. This is how God made us. So I would rather see, you know, people talking about Christ and the atonement and forgiveness and all this stuff shouldn't be about fixing anything about ourselves because we don't need to be fixed. Yeah. And, and that's where I feel like that, that view of like, this is a, you are a sin or this act is a sin. And you need to be fixed. It just, it's, that's what I get out of these comments like this from the Catholic Church of like, we can't bless a sin. I'm sorry that my marriage and my love for another human being is a sin. I'd like, 
fuck that. Sorry, mom, I'm swearing. Yeah, that that's <laughs> the biggest thing that, that's always seemed confusing to me, where, where it's like God comes from a place of love, and being gay, it, it's just about who you love, right? It's it, That's why it's always like you love, love is you love. love. Yeah. So when it's two consenting adults, and like consenting adults is an important part of it because it's two people who have grown into themselves, who know themselves. If they're creating love between each other, how is that sinful? What Damn. what is the sin in two people supporting and loving each other? Mm-hmm. That that doesn't make sense to me. And there are so many people in so many religions who you know that don't save themselves for marriage. Like there's all these sins that people are like, oh, this is you know it's sign. It's, yeah, but get, like, this sin but, is but like for some oh. reason two people could be completely committed to each other, love each other, support each other, want to have raise a family, yeah. and somehow children. that yeah. is just beyond the scope. Beyond the pale. I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't, again, go back to the script writer at the screenplay of, you know, the The Bible. Bible. And they'll be like, "Mm, you know what? We're getting lost in this scene here. It's your your overall message of the scene isn't clear. So Vatican, I guess, thanks for your input, but no thanks. Here's my other thing with the Vatican is that how many of those of the cardinals in whatever priest molesting young children boys and girls why are we focusing on the gays when y'all are just hiding hiding your priests and just shifting them to different parishes when they screw up and are molesting children like that's the sin sin. for me here um yes but i also don't want to equate no 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 no, and i by no means am i it's important to make that distinction there's no yes there's no it feels like sometimes the catholic church wants to make homosexuals the scapegoats of their own uh issues right we have nothing to do with it right okay no like because i would say there's probably just as many um pedophile priests who who touch little girls they do little boys like it's right and, and gay does not equal pedophile. well because there were exactly. there were also and a lot I always, of i often sorry i just really quick i want you to continue your yeah, point yeah. i didn't realize where that came from and it was early translations of the bible they changed gay or homosexual man with man to pedophile i learned that recently oh yeah yeah no, and that's how that stigma it's got. young child yeah yeah anyway continue. or young boy i think is what the original translation was but um because there was also a um a nunnery an abbey get thee to a nunnery um where literally what the, is it you can't face the, <laughs> the nuns were sex slaves oh to gosh. uh catholic priests i mean it's I mean, just such a thing kind of like what jeremiah said about uh his mormon upbringing and things he could talk about <clears throat> you, i'm sure i'm sure there are already podcasts who are filling hundreds of episodes of the crimes and um misdeeds of the catholic church oh, yeah, so yeah. we don't need to dive down that no, rabbit yeah. hole that far I think the point is um, gay people are not broken. Uh, it's a shame that you can't see the love that is created by two people caring about each other. And when I say you, I mean the Catholic Church um, or the Vatican or the Vatican Council to be more specific. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't. My heart only breaks for the people who are listening to that word and are not able to separate yes. what the truth of their life is yeah. and the love they create from the bigotry that is ingrained in aspects of the church. Yeah. And I don't mean just the Catholic church. I mean, a lot of religions across the world, there's bigotry woven in the same way as there's bigotry woven into the constitution and, and misogyny and, 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 and America as a whole. Power, and that's because yeah. a lot of it was written hundreds of years ago. And, you know, back then 
a lot of people weren't seen equal the way they're seen now. Yeah. And so I think it's up to all of us as Americans, as people who are religious and whatever religion that is to understand what the world really is and try to learn and grow. You know, your church doesn't need to be bigoted. doesn't need to be homophobic. Just the same way as your country doesn't need to be racist. And the only way that's ever going to change is if you use your personal voice to stand up and make a change. Amen. And that means, you know, saying something to your pastor if he's being, if he's, if he's preaching bigotry, mm -hmm. saying something to your representative, to your, to your senator, if they're supporting bigoted bills. This is something that all of us have. We all have a voice. And if you don't use it, then you are, you're letting it wash over you. Nothing's yeah. going to change. Yeah. In fact, even on this podcast, they were talking about that, about how in the LDS church, you know, they, they believe in modern prophets and modern revelation and that. A lot of revelation in the early days of the church with Joseph Smith came about from problems that arose, and they were focusing on it and pondering on it. And he's like, I just don't think that in the LDS church, in a lot of churches, we're focusing on the strifes and the problems that come with this kind of rhetoric towards the LGBTQ community. Because if maybe if we focused on it some more, maybe there would be some revelation in the LDS church from the prophet because he prayed about it and made, and God was like, you know what? We actually are going to make it okay for marriage and that if you're married, you can participate in the church or, you know, I just hate that. Also, one last thing that a lot of like, this is just equated to like, oh, well, the gays are perverse and there's this perverted, you know, underculture. And it's like, mm. there's just as much perversion in straight culture. Oh, so to, to, there's zero reason why two men, two women shouldn't be able to get married if they love each other. You know, there's just as much people, straight people shacking up and doing terrible things. Hanging yet, live, laugh, love signs in their living room. That's <laughs> and yet they can get married. Exactly. You know, so anyway, the point is love is love is love is love is they love. They ship lap on their walls. <laughs> love is love is love is love is love. And uh, thank you for your opinion, Vatican. And um, thank okay. you next. <laughs> well, if you don't know by now... Then you'll never, 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 never. No, Oh my sorry. god, I was literally uh, just are, thinking that. We're a low-key RuPaul's Drag Race freak And a karaoke podcast, podcast apparently. <laughs> oh, listen. Don't threaten me with a spinoff. Um, <laughs> we're recapping the never-ending never season. Don't sing it. <laughs> I almost did. I know you did. How dare you. So, this week, what was it? Pop Goes the Queen, you said it was Pop called? Pop Goes the Queen. There are seven queens remaining, and Thank they're god. challenged. <laughs> they are challenged. They are... Um, <laughs> Uh, prompted? What's the word I would go no, for? No, challenged yeah. with um, to creating branding. Tasked. There it is. Tasked. Thank you, producer Megan. They are tasked uh, with creating a commercial for a soda brand that encapsulates their individual brand. So I say we just go down all the queens. Yeah, talk about their look. Talk and about their, talk about their the commercial and their look. How's Although before sound? we do, I did love the pit crew at the beginning. Like the, are you smarter than the pit crew? Oh, that was really fun. And I loved that. Oh, that Latino pit crew boy. Mm. I, I think it was the first time I've heard any of them speak. <laughs> yes, and I lost a lot of respect for them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not in that way. I always thought that like the ginger was so hot, and then he spoke, and I was like, huh? it's true. But the those super hot guy spoke. I was like, oh, he has an accent. Interesting. Oh yeah, it was, I was, it was funny. It. it was weird to hear them speak. I mean. Because he had an accent? No, no, no. It was weird to hear the because they're all uh, in every season. Them you never hear them speak. They're usually just like bodies. Yeah, I know. So it was it was interesting to hear all three of them speak. Don't try the to create ginger. Actually, kind of <laughs> reminded me of like Kenneth from Thirty Rock a little bit, like I the way he that. spoke, like his timbre and like huh. the rhythm of his speech. Anyway, anyway. So I I, like I said, I'm going to go down the list. We're going to discuss their commercial. 
and we're going to discuss their looks. Great. Cool. Uh, the category this week was... Beast. Beast. All right. Uh, we're, uh, this is in no certain order. Uh, Candy Muse. The outfit was awful. Awful. Look what was, was that? Lime terrible. green jumpsuit? Or not even With jumpsuit. With a blow-up doll wrapped was, around her. I like, no WTF. Clue. I had no... Like the judges said, no idea what was going on. I right? had no idea what was going I on. I was impressed that the heels matched. <laughs> I did love the heels. That was the only part of the outfit I liked. Because I, I was like, how do you find heels that match this fabric? But I just did not get it beast was, out of that. I, You know, I have what she looks like, but I'm going to save it for another queen because it was a combo. I saw it on the internet. I didn't find it by myself. <laughs> but I'll bring oh, it up later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think of her commercial? It was good. Yeah. Really? I just think the thing about candy is the judges like have a heart on for there, her yes there it is and they were like oh she was so funny this commercial was so funny and i'm like it was funny but i never once guffawed out loud whereas there was other commercials i literally laughed out loud on. yes literally. i i was i literally when we were watching it i said the gaslighting <laughs> of this season is insane it was it was by no means a commercial that should have sent her home but it, they were like <laughs> literally they were like she's so funny and i was like it, there's nothing gag worthy about this no you know she she looks it was good, good. it was creative i like the k-hole moment like the floating yeah, but it wasn't there was there were no jokes there were, where are the, the jokes? jokes there yes, were there exactly. were no jokes yeah uh but interesting yeah, i thought it was perfectly safe yeah she was the very look safe could have been on the bottom yeah but but yeah. the commercial made her commercial, safe. safe uh next i wrote down olivia lux Oh, this was like the furry monster horned look. Yes. Yeah. And now we're at the point. I didn't realize I wrote them down back to back. I guess subconsciously I knew that Olivia looked like Sully and oh Candy Muse looked, like looked like Michael Kowalski. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought it was a cute look. I especially. The look was cute. The I more you looked at it, the yeah, better it I appreciated the details on it. Like mm-hmm. that you couldn't see initially, like the glitter details on yeah. it. Yeah. Right. That was really pretty. Besides, it was, it was fine. It was safe. And the commercial was like. The commercial was bad. Like, she couldn't take direction. No. Like, no. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't believe any human. It's like, I can't not smile. I'm like, then you need to be medicated. <laughs> if you can't or she's put too your medicated. smile away. Or she's too yes, medicated. One, exactly. two. You either need to be medicated or you need to be weaned off your medication. <laughs> Something's wrong. Yeah, it was so, just generic. It was, it was so safe. weird. They're like, there needs fine. to be a change. And I guess maybe we're at an advantage being actors. Like, I understand the idea of like, oh, there needs to be a change in this scene. This changes the temperature in the room. Yeah. That's all stuff we hear all the time that like we we kind of get. And I don't know really her background. Well, her training but is. But they were saying yeah. that to her and she was not getting it. Yeah. And just the story was And she was boring. safe this week, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. perfectly But safe. again, the jo- where were the jokes? Where were the jokes? Yeah, no. Next, I have Tina Burnter. What do you think of her look, Luke? It was that hodgepodge. It was the hodgepodge like, like stuffed animal. I thought it was kind of cool. I loved the it look. Was, it, it was cool. A, it looked like a, there's, there's a child plaything that looks like that and but i can't place of where i've seen it before oh no i know you're talking about (laughs) there was a i don't know if this is what you're thinking of but there was a hulu after dark not porn horror movies um because they had the hulu after dark yeah like the sound of like cinemax um where uh it's like this this christmas toy that goes crazy maybe yes and it looked just like that i think i think it was like puja something like that i don't know could you look that up maybe uh, while she looks it up, it looked, I think, like that monster. But I loved it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was really cool. It wasn't just because she easily could have like, and it was still her brand. Together, it was campy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Into the dark. What I say? After, After dark. dark. Oh, that is porn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was I watching? No wonder I was so excited. <laughs> like I didn't know Sean Cody was on Hulu. <laughs> 
Girl, I wished. <laughs> it is Puka. I did it. Oh, Puka. I said Puja. Yeah, you said Puja. I think I went to school with a girl named Puja. Thank you, Megan. I feel somewhat vindicated. I, I missed one letter. Um, about her commercial, though. Yeah, so I like the look. Um, the commercial, I enjoyed. But it, again, it was like... It was very on brand for Tina, but in not in the good way, like the judges were saying. It was like, this is hitting the brand, and but it's just, it wasn't enough. Yeah, I, I, I did feel like it was a safe commercial. It didn't feel like it should have been like, uh, oh, you're going home for this, especially her first time in the bottom. Well, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, it wasn't great, but it, it did seem, if the challenge was branding, it was her brand. Was her yeah. brand. And she had some jokes. The only major critique that I really was like, oh, that's absolutely correct, was she kept saying, hell yeah, hell yeah, instead of burning, burning up. up. And they were like, I don't know what your drink's called. Yeah. I, I would have thought it was called hell yeah. That rang super true. Yes. But still the commercial itself felt... Um, it just felt, it felt very safe. middle of the road. It yeah. felt safe. It felt like... And the look was great. So I thought she would have been elevated a little bit out of the bottom two. Yeah. Well, we'll talk too. more about yeah. Here's the, the, the lip yeah. sync afterwards. Uh, next up, I have written down Gottmik. Got Mick. A oh, cool look. The monster Love look the was look. great. Yeah. The eyes. Yeah. I would like venture to say it was one of my absolute favorite looks that, that Gottmik cool. has, yeah. has came on the runway. Gottmik really slays every it. week, look-wise. Fantastic. Some of the looks I'm not I'm not super keen on. Like, the, the challenge. <laughs> I'm going to bring this dead horse out, and I'm going to beat it. Uh, like, the look she won the ball challenge with, I wasn't, I was not yeah. into. But this one, I was like, unabashedly, was cool. I love this. Yeah, it reminded it. me of, um, what was the, the, the drag was on All Star? She did the eyes. Um, Facts of Facts, America. Monique Hart. Monique yeah, Monique Hart. Hart. Remember, she did, like, the eyes on one of the oh, runways. Yeah, it was a big yes. eyelash. Yeah. Yeah, I Like, that. the one That eye. was cute. I like it. It was for I, a makeover challenge, wasn't it? Because it was, like, two people, and they each had an eye. Yes. I never would have remember that the same that's way. the that was the immediate imagery that it brought me and i liked that look too so they were different enough that it didn't feel referential though yeah. i really loved no, the big a, yeah. shoulders that were eyes and the the fact that her skirt was kind of the a teeth. was the teeth. teeth i thought it was i thought and it was it, a like, fantastic because one was like on her thigh too yeah. Yeah. yeah the commercial was trash trash was garbage it was like there were some funny parts but it was just so disjointed i didn't even think it were funny parts it felt like the most baseline humor you like could the think gag of. funny like i'm pouring soda on me like that some of that was like oh it's kind of a funny visual gag but it, but it didn't even work still, it didn't felt work. just like the most basic oh look it's funny i poured water myself oh it's funny i i farted like it, it was elementary school humor yeah it didn't yeah. work it didn't, didn't work. work at all didn't work but her look was amazing yeah and i will say because i feel like if anyone's listening to this podcast over the course of time i sound like a huge gottmik hater she's growing on me every episode <laughs> but this was her weakest showing yeah. by far oh no no one more thing in terms of branding how did she not just call her soda mick because then she could say uh, got, got mick uh so true. true what missed opportunity it, missed it's opportunity. a branding challenge she called it Got mixed sexy sex sex juice. And they were like, what? Joel's available best. for your public Truly, uh, relations and branding hiring. Well, copywriter's on my resume. Um, but like <laughs> the best moment in that uh, critique, I thought, was Ross Matthews being like, I don't remember the name of your, of your drink. And she goes, oh, it's got mixed, got sex, sexy sex juice. And Ross looks at her and goes, yeah. <laughs> like it was no holds bar. Ross Matthews in this whole episode was giving... I'd say the most like 
structured, intelligent, critiques, useful critiques yeah. I've seen on the show in a while. Like bo- both him and and um, Michelle. Uh, Michelle. Michelle always gives really oh, useful advice. Gives very... But this week it was like, oh, this is so helpful. Yeah. In my head, sorry. Uh, next up, I have Utica Queen. I enjoyed her Beast look. Yeah, I it was like this mix look. of like Beauty and the Beast. It was it was clever. Yeah. The issue is when you're getting fake fur like that. Yeah. It's not. It, it's gonna look fake, and and, and that's that was oh, well, that was yeah. the issue. So you kind of have to, if you're making a, an elevated like gown look, you kind of have to bring some camp into it if you're gonna use that kind of fabric. Yeah, I loved the runway aspect of it though, like all the surprises, like the fingernails jutting out from the um stole, the first stole, and the eyes when she opened them. Oh yeah, I thought absolutely. all of those reveals were so cool with the look, and and I get what Michelle said, but I I really liked it and. I don't know if anybody wants to see anything else about her look, but like I liked her commercial too. I love Utica. We love and we love um I think the the perspective of the outfit was cool. The the touches, like the nails, the eyes, the hair, and that horns. Uh-huh. That was all cool. The thing was if you're going to make a gown, and I think I'm always being uh, influenced by Alfredo who's constantly creating these these looks. Who also creates fantastic looks. So if you're out there listening and you need a look, Girl, contact Alfredo. Seriously, at free touch. the drag queen on Instagram, go look. Um, go look for looks, look for look, um, <clears throat> like for that, looks. that type of fabric does look cheap. So yeah. I can see even in person that fabric, probably, that gown probably looked cheap because yeah. she was using a beast look. Oh, I think see, I didn't think about she could way, have yeah. benefited from camping it a little more because once it's campier, that fabric's fine. You can get away with it. it like yeah. with Tina Burner, like with, we'll talk about Simone in a bit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. when you start camping it up, you sort of understand, oh, it's fur like yeah. that. And I think that's what kind of um, cost her. Because also, if you look at the corset of her dress, it was beautiful. It was, yeah, it was the, the boning, the structure well, of the corset was great. Gorgeous. But that with the fur of it, kind of where Brought Utica's usually elevating yeah. in terms of her runway, it, I think it de-elevated. <laughs> Uh, and so I think that's what she, what she suffered from. But let's talk about the um. I the commercial. really liked her commercial. I know it was kooky and out there and weird. It was very Utica. But that I her. that was a commercial I guffawed at. Yes, I was absolutely laughing. I, I laughed am- at that way more than I would say I laughed at candy use. Yeah, but I will say, I will say is is my version of Luke's and one more thing, <laughs> <laughs> and one more, one more thing, <laughs> and I will say, and I will say one more thing. Um, they hit the nail on the head in Untucked. Did you watch Untucked? Mm-hmm. When they were like, listen, we've been around you. We've seen you. We know you. If I didn't know you, that commercial makes yeah. no sense. The judges were seeing it as the viewers on America mm-hmm. were as if we're seeing it on TV for the first time. I thought that was a really good point. It was super like useful. And I hope she takes like, yeah. the info. Cause it, it, that be, like, if you see that commercial, I had no idea who this queen was. You'd be like, what? Is yeah, happening. what is happening? Yeah, but wasn't Lady Gaga like that too when she first came out? Everyone was like, "What is happening?" But it's not a song. It's not a song yeah, with a hook true. that you're gonna sing. It's a commercial <laughs> for a soda. For a soda that you're gonna be like, "What?" Like, why is she drinking out of a, a cow? <laughs> yeah, tit? if it had been a music video when she was doing things like that, you'd be like, "This song was a hit." I don't know what's happening. And, and like the whole licking thing, it was very out there, but it was yes. so funny. It was funny because oh my we think Utica is funny. Like cackling. watching Utica and watching her process. That's funny. So I can see how she didn't get the best critiques. And I wish she would have leaned into more how it ended when she dropped the can at spray. And she goes, uh, I can't what she said, but she was like, it was like, it had a rhythm. She goes, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. And it was so funny. Because like, you can. Yes. Lick, lick. 
And I was like, that's it. Do that. That's camp. That's funny. Where you're like, oh, it's a weird jingle that I don't know. Like that, that I would have been their her jingles. so much. Yeah, that yeah. was one of my favorite jingles. Uticas, Uticam. <laughs> and that was the best part of the whole thing. And it was literally, I would say at most two seconds of the yeah, commercial. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. I love Utica. I am rooting for her wholeheartedly. But why did they have to feed the soda to the cow for her to take it out of the cow's udders? None of that. And I and I have been watching it. None of that made sense. <laughs> well, was I was like, like oh, I get it, it was Clara the cow from the yes, but again, thing. if you I was very there into the woods, it, feed yes, the ingredients exactly. to the cow. It it's the last <laughs> midnight. You know and she was kind of wearing like an into the woods witchy outfit. <laughs> That's a probably what she was revival. referencing. I read a review that <laughs> I said, hope so. I read a review that said, um, uh, I read the vulture reviews and they're hilarious. Go, go oh, read yes. yeah, yeah, I read those. Uh, too, it, yeah. it said that Utica looked like Sasha Valor if she'd been stuck with the Manson family for eight months. <laughs> and I was like, God, that is so spot. On. Oh, I love Let's it. Move on. Right. Uh, Rose. Perfection. It, it was, was fantastic. All around. Yeah. It, in terms of knowing your brand and making that brand sell well, yes. Leaps and bounds She's ahead of everyone got else. That, the yeah. commercial, hysterical. It was on point. It was so branded with her name, with everything. The look was beyond. It was so good. Yeah, like in a, in a way that, like, that was that, still funny and campy in her. Like, oh. It, absolutely. So the way that, that, Got Mick fell into the trap of not realizing a her name already sounds like a drink, mm-hmm. and and a slogan. Rose was like Rose, of course I can Rose-ed. make this into something. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, she she picked up on those clues so quickly and ran with them, which is why I think it came off so polished. Yeah, and and also it was funny. It was self referential. She was referencing the things that the judges knew about, yeah. like their judgment of yeah. her looks. It was it was a home run. Uh, her look, love it was. It was good. I loved the it. red. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, the nails, the, the weird nails. It reminds, oh, those, yeah, those long, cause, and those also came out of the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that. Like, I mean, it felt like a play on that one costume she did two, like a couple years ago of like the heart monster from Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I did not put that together. That's when I saw it. it that's it, what I was it like. Absolutely references that. Yeah. You know, what, you know what he's talking about? I think so. Yeah. It's like it's like the giant heart shaped at the head. And then it goes all the way down, and it's wearing two sneakers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great look. Yeah, that's uh, immediately what I thought. I of didn't put that together, but and I, I love that she put the... a little more. I was getting more Rita Repulsa. Yes, very Rita oh. Repulsa. Luke, Luke's your age is showing. Rita Repulsa oh. was the first villain of Power Rangers <laughs> yes. in the Power Rangers With saga. That, like, the double she woke head. up on the moon. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was much. not a Power Ranger kid. Oh, I did love that. Also, surprise me. Um, Sailor Moon. What was it? <laughs> uh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Was it uh, My Little Pony? My, no. little pony, <laughs> my little pony. Uh, but that my hair is Rita Repulsa spot on. Oh, absolutely. I also loved in the commercial how she put the pit grew in her ruffle dress. No, but <laughs> genius. That's like, this is orange and silver. Look at the headpiece. Yeah, I, yeah. That is, the that is, is exactly the, the wig. Yeah, it's, it's very, that okay. kind of, okay. yeah, cone head. It's great. I, I thought she deserved the win. I know we'll talk about wins later, but like she deserved it. Oh, well, there's only one more queen we have to talk about is Simone. Oh, my god! Also fantastic. She that reminded me of, like, a little furry. I mean. Beast. It was like, Beast. uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot. That's immediately <gasps> what well, I that's, thought That's of. exactly what the reference was. It, it was yeah. 100% good. Crash Bandicoot. It I, was, I, and I, I was, first of all, it was very she might as too. well have been a furry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, no, she was absolutely a furry Like, she, she was out. like, scritch me. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, wow, we are representing the furry community today you know on what? the runway. Justice for the furry community. Justice okay? for the furry community. There's no shame. She was a sexy fox. Foxy fox. Foxy, Foxy fox. fox. I mean, that look was 
fan fucking tastic. Yeah. And that's what that's what I brought up earlier about that fat that fur fabric was probably the same one that they used for um Utica. For Utica. Utica. But she camped it up. But it's camped and it's used a different way where you're like Oh, it was like a mascot suit. It was like, that's what. Oh was yeah, no, it was funny story. about. And it. the earrings on the ears, yeah, so good. Oh, and the fact that she was wearing those those like heelless heels, uh huh, with the paw, it was. I mean, it was so, chef's so good. kiss. Fantastic. <laughs> Her commercial, so good, so good. it was like what Carson good. said. She can say anything, and I will be instantly drawn to her and also i will be laughing my face off well, it was she a, had jokes sorry. yeah she had jokes. it was annoying because she would say a joke and i would laugh my ass off and then they would correct her and she'd say it in a different way and i would laugh my ass off yeah like that's like, just no matter what she good does, she's comedy funny. yeah where it's like oh this is funny oh now it's even better comedy because you've heightened it like it yeah. was oh it, she in terms of rose like i will say this Simone's commercial was genius, hilarious. It didn't necessarily brand her. Right. In the way that Rose's commercial exactly. branded her. Which is why I was shocked when her win happened first and I was like, <gasps> oh no. She's been robbed. See, in my head, I was like, oh, it's, it's just so good. It's so beat for beat. Oh, no. Fantastic. Yeah. And I, I knew it was it was sort of neck and neck, but I was like, it's Simone's inherently, if you just watched on TV, you'd be like, I have to go get the soda. Like what she say when she's like, it's not for the faint of heart. No, seriously. I do I cardio. I have to rest right here. <laughs> but she's like, if you buy two cans, you get a gold tooth for free, and you're gonna need it. Like it was so fucking good. It was good. And so I loved. And I, 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 I said before it happened. I don't want to like pat myself on the back mainly because I'm sore. Um, but <laughs> I was like, oh, it should be a double win. Like this is a perfect example. For I didn't win. even think about the double win. I just really wanted Rosé to win this one because I was like, she just did so good, and Simone had won so many. So I was like, they're gonna give it to Rosé, and then they were like, Simone won, and I was happy for her. But I would literally yelled at the TV, robbed. And so, then when they let, they gave her the double win. I was like, yes. again, not to give myself too much credit, but the second I saw Rosé, where the shot had Simone over her shoulder. I was like, oh, it's you're like, win. oh yeah, they're gonna give it because the they framed win. it perfectly. They did. So, oh, it's both winners. And then if you notice, because the queens have to go to a certain side of the stage when they walk back. Yeah. And Simone was on the the stage right side over Rose's shoulder for that shot, which is normally... and then later they both were stage left. Like they made her stand there specifically oh, for that shot. Interesting. Which is how I know that RuPaul's Drag Race is overproduced. Well, and that was my <laughs> question too, as we're getting now to eliminations, because in our bottom two, we had Tina and we had Utica. Yeah. And then, well, who was the third in the bottom? Got Mick. Got Mick was the third. And they saved Got Mick and they made Tina and they made Utica lip sync. Well, let's my talk about that as a whole. Was, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, my question though, as we go through this, how overly produced is this? Was this something where like, they wanted Tina only to get so far because think about the challenge next week is going to be like a roast challenge. Tina would have slayed. Yeah, that's yeah. So, so I was That was a wonder. I didn't a even think question about that. I had. She was would like, have crushed it. Because you think about like shows like The Bachelor and like how overly produced it is. I was like, I wonder if they did this elimination this way on purpose, knowing that she would be catapulted into the final like five or four through the next challenge. Anyway, that's a question. Well, there's six queens day. left. So she was in the final five. Yeah. I actually didn't even put that together when I saw the rose. But I don't, that's that so... was my question. Cause I don't know. How dare you out sneaky me? <laughs> I just don't know. You guys know so many more queens who have been on the show personally. So that was like something I wanted to ask someone who knows who's closer to the show to be like, how much do they select the final four before the competition even starts? This is where I kind of wish Alfred had been in the segment. Cause he had such strong feelings about the lip sync. And but let's go. I want to go like macro to micro. Sure. Macro. I feel like Gottmik would have been in the bottom 
if they had more confidence in Gottmik's lip sync skills. I don't think they felt oh. like Gottmik would survive a lip sync against either of those two queens. That is very true. And they want and her And they to go did through. not want her in danger. And they didn't want to sort of sully it the, the way they have in seasons past with queens they wanted to be in the finale who clearly didn't lip sync well. Yeah. I.e. Silky Nut Ganache. They didn't want to risk it. So they pulled what arguably what could have been a bottom two week and saved her from it. So let's go down to Tina versus Utica. Yeah, but I will counter that and go say yeah, that her outfit got more praise than Oh yeah, her outfit was Utica's. fantastic. And so that I think is what saved her. If you if you're looking at like the non-producery thing, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what saved her from being lip syncing. But what was weird is I felt like Utica was the bottom of the of the totem pole in terms of Utica was going in. It was who was going to lip sync against her. It was going to be Tina or it was going to be... Gottmik. Gottmik. Yes. And I would say Tina's look was fantastic too. Like, and, and Tina had a stronger was... commercial. So I would have said these yeah, two were on par. No, that's true. Tina should have been elevated out of it. Because Gottmik didn't brand herself at all. And you couldn't remember her. Oh my gosh, so to name I looked at it in a totally Tina... different way that Tina was going to be in the bottom regardless. That's what and I'm saying. And I was saying... looking at it between Gottmik and Utica. Yeah. Interesting. That's okay, what I'm saying. You. They were like... I think they were just, were done with Tina. Well, so here's yeah. what, here's so we'll what I'm going to say about that. So there was a lip sync where it was uh, Tina versus Utica, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I thought Tina did really better than that's, Utica. And that's what Alfredo was very, very adamant. He was like, Tina won Slayed. this lip sync. And I felt that way too. Utica was very boring in the lip sync. Well, she was also in a full gown. There was not She was in a full gown with whited out eyes. So you couldn't see any emotion. You couldn't, you know. But here's my process on it. It's exactly what Luke said, but I'm going to put it this way. RuPaul says, this is your last chance to impress me. And, you know, that's her whole speech. Don't fuck it up. So she's not saying like, oh, you're on equal footing. Whoever wins this wins. She's like, I have in my head a thought. This is your chance to impress me and change my mind. Hmm. And it felt like RuPaul was just like, I don't want to see anymore. And, and I love I Tina Burner. I think she is hilarious. I love going to her shows. Yeah. I think Tina Burner is great. Like, knowing her real life, I, I, she's a queen that, like, I'm happy to go out and watch a show of Tina Burner. Yeah, her shows are fun. So, I was hardcore rooting for her this season. But having seen it week after week, I was still rooting for her. But it's like, with you, because you don't know what's coming around that corner. And you want to see it. It could be fantastic. It. it could be trash. She could be hilarious. She could be garbage. You just don't know what's coming. But you want to see that, it, though. Well, here's yeah. the thing. And that is exciting. Yeah. yeah. With, with Tina... You know what's coming down that road. Red, it's orange, red, orange, and yellow. or yellow. It's going to be this sort of camp. It, it's it's not eyes. surprising. <laughs> and so if you're going to take someone who is keeping you on the edge of your seat versus someone who's consistently branded fine. themselves and... Well, no, I'm just talking about performance. Yeah. Someone's like, oh, this is exciting. Are they going to be great? Are they going to be terrible? Are they, what? Uh, uh, uh. Or somebody's like, oh, sure. Yeah, they're going to be talented. It's the final seven. Of course they're going to be talented. Yeah. They're going to go with the person that surprises them. Yeah. yeah. Luke, what were you going to say? That, I mean, that. It, with Tina, it's safe. You know what you're going to get. That's like, I enjoy going to her show because I'm like, I know I'm going to laugh because I know Tina's, I know her shtick. Yeah. So I'm like, I, yeah, let's go see her. Yeah. I just think that they were, they, I think the decision was like, yeah, your lip sync may have been better, but I've seen all I need to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that America agrees. We've seen all we could see from Tina. In and, this season. In, in this season. season. I, Absolutely. I would love to see Tina turn up at All Stars and oh, take the lessons she learned. And win. She this, could. This whole red, She's yellow, and, and orange thing is new. She, was, she, hasn't, she wasn't doing that 
until like the last, I'd say two years, three years. Yeah. That was a new thing she decided to brand herself as. And I think she kind of backed herself into a corner that she didn't need to do that. Yeah. Like, it ultimately was the downfall. It was like, yeah. it was almost too smart for her own good to brand herself on drag race this way. Because again, it was like, we just, it was predictable and it, it was never able to be elevated past three colors. I guess moving forward. Thank God. There's only six Queens left. We're, we're seeing the, the light at the end of the tunnel. We're with ready this to season. go. Uh, but Tina, if you're listening to this, I doubt you are. But if you're listening we to this. You. We I love you. Congratulations. You're a fucking stand-up queen. Congratulations on what you did. Can't wait to see you live again. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we, we'd be remiss to not mention the fact that our favorite season of Drag Race that's oh, currently airing, ended. Drag Race UK, just ended. Uh, uh, Jeremiah, I know you were watching it. What did you... Well, congrats to Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. I was happy to see Lawrence win, but you know me. I'm a Bimini fan. I really would have loved to see Bimini win. I do kind of understand that they gave it to Lawrence because A, Lawrence is fucking fantastic. But also Lawrence representing Scotland. That was kind of like a nice crown for season two. Congrats to everyone, though. What a great season. I loved it. Yeah, I felt like I was very on the fence because I loved Lawrence from the jump. And then Bimini kind of came from nowhere, and it was like, oh fuck! I was for sure like between gender the two. queer and gender fluid and yes. representing that non-binary, and just, yeah, non-binary, and just That's like great. being so herself. But oh what gosh. I will say is, as as I was waiting for them to announce, you know, the, like the next winner of RuPaul's Drag Race is, and there's that pause. I was like, Lawrence, Lawrence, yeah. And that's when I was like, oh, I know I'm rooting for now. Like, I didn't know until, like, in my heart, it was like this. See, and I was going, so Bimini, I was, Bimini, Bimini. I was thrilled it was Lawrence. I, I want to see a bigger queen win. Yeah, it was I great. I think Lawrence is fantastic. A it thousand percent just, deserving. It, I would have been happy with either of them, but. Really, yeah. either could have taken the crown and it would have been great. But yay, Dragos UK. We allegedly, it. there's a rumor that they're going to have an international all-star soon. That would be fantastic. Would be great. Because so, they could get the Holland girls yeah. in there. A legend. <laughs> a legend. A legend. A legend. That's my thing. Anyway, so, congrats, Lawrence Cheney. Drag race. Congrats to everybody. There it is. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do. Yes. Oh, I'm feeling very bloated. <laughs> Stick with this podcast, man. You'll hear about You'll all hear of Jeremiah's about all my gut problems. issues. Oh, gosh. I have Don't gut. we have lots of them at this moment? Listen, anyway, who's going I, first? I answer some too. So. Oh, gosh. I'm going first. Sharing uh, is caring. Sharing is caring. So <laughs> if you I'll, care about me, stop sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do first. So on Thursday, Governor Tate Reeves of Mississippi signed the Mississippi Fairness Act into law, requiring the state schools to designate teams by sex assigned at birth and prohibiting transgender athletes from participating in school sports in accordance with their gender identity. Proponents say they're protecting women's sports, but LGBTQ advocates and myself say the law could open up trans youth to more harassment and violence. So, bye. I, we talked about this Trash. in that one episode. I think that there needs to be much more understanding. There needs to be much more science-based research into having trans athletes participating, you know, fully in sports. I think there needs to be more understanding. There needs to be more looking at it than just a stupid, you know, bigoted law. So that's what I have to say. Bye. Yeah. I also, Bye. not to overinflate it, but like <laughs> it's, it's little league. It's peewee. It's, it's high school. And also, high. we haven't had a problem. Like, who cares? Exactly. Yet. It's like, not like there's been all just these let cases. These kids yeah. play the sports they yeah. want to play. And I saw a tweet not yeah. to rip off someone else's idea, but they were like, kids aren't playing these sports at this level to be stars they're trying just not to have to learn piano or violin like dare you. a lot of times they have wow. to choose an activity yeah just let them warm the bench where they want to warm the bench <laughs> you douched you douched 
Luke, you're next, right? Yes. Great. Um, so Rafe finds, or as I like to call him, Ralph Phineas, which is not correct, but anyway, uh, <laughs> defends J.K. Rowling amid the TERF controversy. And TERF stands for Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Mm. He said, I can't understand the vitriol directed at her. I can understand the heat of the argument, but I find this age of accusation and the need to condemn irrational. I find the level of hatred that people express about views that differ from theirs and the violence of language towards others disturbing. But, come on. Sounds like Voldemort to me. Like Very Voldemort, yes. Um, so I'm douching him because even in his first sentence... Him saying, I can't understand why people are mad at J.K. Rowling. He's clearly not listening to the people that are hurt. So, you douched. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, bye. Yeah, I can get the, the end of the statement about wanting to, like, cool the temperature with our conversations about these delicate topics. However, comma... You gotta be clear. You gotta be. You gotta be cool. You gotta oh my god! Drop get away from <laughs> me! Gotta no. be Where's my pepper spray? <laughs> oh but you gotta. You know the fact that he did not come out and say there was this, no support. This rhetoric is wrong. There's yeah. no support. It just. It's. It's inexcusable. Absolutely. And kind of what you're saying. Like, there's never room. I think in anywhere for death threats or or things of that nature, which at Twitter so quickly yeah. devolves oh, into Twitter goes down but there also is no room for um hate speech Amen. and i think what yeah. jk rowling has been saying consistently has been hate speech and for ray fines or voldemort or whatever you want to call him to not stand up and call it hate speech is um a a giant um travesty yeah or at least at the very very least it's a silent giant blind spot that clearly his team should have pointed out yeah it's a silencing and it's a it's a what is the quote that nessa mandela says who's nessa mandela (laughs) nessa Nessa. i've got something to confess i think it was martin luther king actually No, but there's a Nelson Mandela Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Amen. I was thinking of the Nelson Mandela quote, silence is the voice of complicity. Yes. Yeah. So take that, Megan. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, they're in the same vein. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, it's my turn. So my douche is GOP rep Chip Roy of Texas. Uh, speaking at a hearing on violence against Asian Americans, which was scheduled before the tragic killing spree at Atlanta uh, that we discussed at the top of the episode, Roy made what seemed to be a pro-lynching statement, citing an, quote, old saying about, quote, justice. Uh, his exact words are, uh, quote, there are old sayings in Texas about find all the rope in Texas and get a tall oak tree. Uh, he also said, quote, you know, we take justice very seriously and we ought to do that. Round up the bad guys. Uh, my favorite thing, they talked about this on The View, and Sarah Haynes was quick to point out that that's actually a Toby Keith song, and he's from Oklahoma. Also, oh. douche Toby Keith, he's a son of a bitch. Um, but so people were quick to point out that one of the worst lynching incidents in U.S. history was perpetuated against Chinese immigrants living in Los Angeles when roughly 20 people were lynched by an angry white mob. So I, I can't imagine rolling in to a anti-hate meeting and being like, lynch them. Like, oh what gosh. the fuck, Chip? Uh-huh. Also, Chip? <laughs> Fucker. Chip, 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 Chip. Uh, unrelated, but he also uh, vowed to fight against the equality bill, which I know is a shocker. Ew. So, uh, 
Chip he Roy. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. And you're douched. Bye. Uh, Bye. Douche. Well, this is it. Let's uh, let's have our final thoughts. Who has final thoughts? This is it. Da, 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 da. Ooh, this is it. What is, da, da, da. I was like, I think we were doing two different songs, right? Uh, whatever. What is that? Who has final thoughts? Final thoughts. I don't know that I have one this week. It's been oh. a rough week. I'm just ready for it to be over. Mm. That is a great final thought. I'm also ready for this week you know, to be over. Like, and if you're listening to this on Monday, I'm ready for this week to already be over. <laughs> it hasn't I even started it? yet. So no final thoughts? Uh, I, I just had a funny thing. I, there was like a tweet from someone from the uh, NCAA championships. And it was like, this is the weight room for the male teams. And it was like this giant weight room. And then like the female weight room was literally like one rack of like dumbbells that maybe went up to 25 pounds. And it was just so sad so just like be kind to people don't be stupid and uh treat people equally no matter who they are absolutely oh i do have a final thought what is it don't forget to donate to our aids walk team uh the gays pod may 6th i think is the day um of the walk but you can still donate after that but we would like to get close to our donation range absolutely we'll put that all of our social media yes uh we'll we'll plug all that in a minute i'll work on that yeah the AIDS Watch, we firmly believe in it, and it's it, we need you guys to reach that goal. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Please, please, please. Money, money, money. So now it's time for my final thought. I actually have a couple um, final thoughts. One is this is our 20th podcast. <gasps> wow. Yeah, that's oh a big gosh. milestone. 20, like... Almost old enough to drink. So thanks. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> that's, almost, that's my second one. Uh, but Megan, thank you so much for producing Luke. Yay. It's been a joy creating I this know, with you. This has been Jeremiah, fun. thank you for being here for so many of them. Thank you. And breaking your Alfredo, glasses. Heidi, Wesley, uh, Wesley, Jason. Like Jason. it's been yeah. it's been a really uh, it's been a huge lesson and I'm I'm so thankful and proud of it. And we're learning constantly and we're constantly evolving, but twenty is a I wanna take a moment to be proud of it. Ooh, so yeah. twenty podcasts, good for us. Also, in terms of, uh, of birthdays and, and milestones, uh, my niece, my baby niece, the first niece I, I had, she turned 21. Oh, my gosh. Uh, on Drink Friday, up, baby. 21. Jillian, happy birthday. Uh, come visit me in the home that, you know, I'm being checked into because I'm older than dirt. Wear a mask. Uh, yeah, wear, wear a mask because I'm clearly highly susceptible. <laughs> Our usual final thought, wear your mask. <laughs> Absolutely, but happy birthday to her. And also happy birthday to my, um, my second mother, my music mom, Brenda Meckling. Uh, she's so special to me, and I want to wish her her happy birthday, too. And my final thought, my other final final thought, is what the fuck is going on with job applications? I know the world has been shut down for a while. Why, if I'm attaching my resume... Do I also have to type Fill in my job experience? I what is that? Don't understand that. It's Who wants so to stupid. read it twice? I don't understand it. I, I, I feel strongly about this. Is my final thoughts. What the fuck does this mean? Oh, please attach your resume. Also, please type in your work experience. Oh, that's weird. I put that on my fucking resume. <laughs> Here's what I also miss. Here it I, is. Also. 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 <laughs> I and miss, one more thing. And one I, more thing. I miss the days when you could walk in with your application and be like, I want to speak to the manager because I want a job now. Well, you can still <laughs> go to the Gap and do that. Okay? No, you can't. You can't? You, every place no. is like, Apply applications online. are online. We'll get oh back in God. touch with you. I have been turned down from Whole Foods, Starbucks, Grindr, grocery stores. 
<laughs> Tinder and Christian Mingle. Farmers, farmers only. only. <laughs> Seeking arrangements. Oh. J date. Well, I'm not uh, Jewish, so <laughs> they look for Shixus. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. And I want to know yeah. if you have an answer to that, find us on social media. At Please find us on social media at The, the Gays Pod. Uh, gays with a Z, G A Z. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. One club, next club, another <laughs> club. You can also email us directly at thegayspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, we should let you know we are going on a spring break. That's Woo-hoo! right. Let's go party in Florida with no masks. Wet t-shirt contest. Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> we wish we were being that exciting. Uh, but we are going to take a couple weeks off. Um, you know, just give ourselves a little break to get fresh. We still want to hear from you. So yes. please keep... Uh, Please keep showing up to that social media and talking to us. We want to be conversing with you guys, and we will be back very soon. We promise. Uh, and and pay attention to social media for updates about when that will be. Yes, yes, yes. Other than that, same as always, please wear a mask. Please be careful. Be safe. Get vaccinated if you're eligible. Don't think that if you're eligible, go get the vaccine. Go get it. That's it. Don't wait for someone else who might need it more than you. You need it now because you're eligible. Exactly. And the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. I mean, that's 100% true. So please take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We love you. We can't wait to see you soon. Uh, Anything else, guys? No, see you after the break, I guess, if if I'm allowed back after breaking so many glasses. Listen, we're going to get a lot of plastic glassware, and then you'll be fine. Great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dreams. There it is. Dreams. These dreams. No, okay. Uh, Well, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Such a good Not one. Not as good, though, as Rescue Ranger, Chip and Dale, Break a Danger. No, no, it never.